0: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh, yeah! I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah! Top rope nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today! up wrestling fans episode one one two of top rope nation i'm ryan drasty joined here this week solely by mr justin joint kyle he's down in new orleans we are jealous hope kyle's having a good time with his buddies down there in the big easy but me and justin are here To break down everything going on in the world of wrestling this week, Uh, we've got some big stories, actually some that just broke just before we recorded here on, uh, let's see, it's Thursday night, so you're probably listening here on Friday or some point this weekend, so as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Justin, it's good to have you back on the broadcast. It's been a few weeks since you've been around. Uh, What have you been up to?
1: Well, I missed last week because I was on a uh, bachelor party in the... uh very left-leaning liberal state of Arkansas.
0: Oh my good! I didn't know it was way down there. I knew you were going on a bachelor party, but
1: yeah, uh, it was a it was a eight-hour just drive time uh, car ride both on Wednesday and then on Sunday coming back.
0: So, so you weren't you weren't far from West Memphis, Arkansas. I was in the Beaver Lake area. Okay, because uh, a certain guy we've been promising an interview with. <laughs> lives in (laughs) West Memphis, Arkansas. Maybe we should have had had you check in with them. A little update here on uh, the Sid Vicious interview that we've had uh, coming for you here now. Uh, If you heard the podcast last week, you know we were scheduled to go live with Sid. Um, Actually, myself and Kyle, we were on the phone with him right before we recorded, but uh, had a little scheduling conflict and we couldn't record. So Kyle and I just kind of did a show on the fly. We didn't really have an agenda other than the interview. I think it was actually a very, very entertaining show. So if you didn't hear it, guys, go back and listen to episode 111. Some funny stories. Kyle and I were loose. Uh, it was a off-the-cuff show, like I said, uh, but it was a lot of fun and it turned into a, a pretty good episode, I thought. Uh, the update here on Sid is that We've been talking to him. I've, I've probably talked to Sid now four or five times on the phone. We've been texting, trying to work out a time to do this interview. Uh, he's been a little bit under the weather the last couple of days, but uh, we are hoping to record this for you soon. I've been talking with his agent, too. We're going to get something worked out. Whenever we get that recorded, uh, I'll throw it up right away on the feed. It doesn't matter. you know. If, if we record it on a Monday, I know our shows usually come out on Friday. I'll throw it up right away because I know we've been We've been pushing this, that it's coming very soon, and uh, hey, Justin, whenever we get this interview recorded, it looks like hopefully you'll maybe even be able to be on the line. So we shall see, because originally on that Thursday, you were not going to be able to join us, but uh, you're back. You're back from your bachelor excursion. So Yes,
1: um, barely survived it, but I survived.
0: Your buddy's bachelor excursion, no confusion. Justin is a happily married man. That's right. (laughs) So um, the other update I wanted to give you guys before we get going here is that, uh, let's see, I guess it was two weeks ago, I talked about a new format we'd be trying out very soon. In fact, I even said we'd maybe be trying it the next week. Uh, It was a new YouTube streaming uh, application that we were going to experiment with. It's a little bit higher production values than we've had before when we were on YouTube. Super excited about it. Uh, But we just haven't had a chance to do it because, you know, we've been, like last week, like I said, we had to to pull that show out of thin air because of the interview snafu. And uh, this week, uh, it's been a really, really busy week, so I wasn't able to uh, get all the video production up to speed to debut it this week. But I do want to try out this new video stream and uh, see how it goes. If we do that, we'll live stream to the world. You can join us live on Thursday nights as we record the show Uh, before it hits the podcast feeds with that exclusive video stream so if you want to be part of that guys uh, head over to our youtube page it's youtube.com slash top rope nation hit subscribe on our channel and uh, when we start doing that you'll get a notification that we're going live and you can join us i think it'll be a lot of fun i'm really excited about the possibilities of doing that and uh, growing our audience and so in the weeks ahead We will be debuting that. And uh, as always, to get the plugs in, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit subscribe, leave us a review. Had another five-star review come in this week. Uh, No actual written review, so nothing to read on the air, but another five-star review did pop up in the count. So thank you, whoever you are that left that. Greatly appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found, Follow us, uh, subscribe to our feed, and uh, check out TopRopeNation.com, guys. You can uh, we got shopping links there. Anytime you click through to Amazon from TopRopeNation.com, Nation.com, we get a small commission. It helps us invest in the show. Uh, we've got our merchandise linked there to Pro Wrestling Tees and also Spreadshirt. We got a lot of designs and really cool stuff. You can check that out. And lastly, if you want to really help out the show, become a member on Patreon. And, Justin, this weekend is that exciting raffle we have been talking about. I need to have you over, Justin, to show you this figure before I send it out in the mail. It's super cool. It's the uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Macho Man Randy Savage, Slim Jim-themed WWE Elite figure. Long sold out. Only can get it on the secondary market. But we are going to be raffling it off this weekend on our Patreon page to one lucky patron of the show and i've said this before it's not like we have hundreds of patrons you know we've we've got double digits but not a ton so if you sign up you have a decent chance to win so think of it as you support us on patreon even if it's just for one month you know sign up at the five dollar tier so you get all of our bonus content all the exclusive shows we put out in the past and it gets you an entry into this raffle for this very hard to find rare figure if you win we'll send it out to you in the mail free of charge and I will be live streaming the drawing this weekend. You can find all the details over at patreon.com slash top nation. Would love to have your support. Would love to send you this figure in the mail if you win. And uh, any money we make off of Patreon, it goes right back into the show, guys. It helps us um, with getting new equipment, like I recently got a new microphone stand. Uh, Justin is actually going to be using my old one, Spreading the Love, so he's got a, a new microphone stand coming his way. It helps us pay our hosting fees for the .com, for the podcast itself. And uh, the next thing I'd like to get is a mixing board, so that if we start doing more of this YouTube live streaming... I can uh, mix in live, as we're on the air, audio clips. Uh, I need a mixing board to do that. And uh, so if anything we make off of Patreon, think of it as you are investing in the show, but you're also getting great exclusive content like Top Rope Nation Classics, like Top Rope Nation Extra, and any exclusive live streams we do. So check it out, patreon.com slash Uh Justin, speaking of bachelor parties... Did you see just before we went on the air that a couple of WWE superstars have become engaged?
1: Oh boy, I'm holding my breath, hoping I get a a wedding invite.
0: (laughs) Yeah, who knows? It it depends if they're in the groom or the uh, bride's town, but uh, it could be not too far from us. Do we have any idea
1: how long they've actually been dating? I don't think they really came public with it uh, since May, but we don't know how much longer than that.
0: I don't I'm not sure cuz I I know like on the uh the Becky WWE 24 they were together at Mania. Uh I'm not sure. It seemed like by watching that they had been together for a little while, but I don't imagine a real long time before that. So yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I don't know exactly.
1: But well, uh, I I certainly wish them a, a lifetime of happiness, but boy does that seem quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, best wishes to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. If you guys didn't see the news, that's what we're talking about. They are engaged, and uh, no wedding date, at least as we record, announced, or anything like that. Just the word that they have have gotten engaged. Uh, They appear to be very happy right now, but yeah, like Justin said, they haven't been together that long from the looks of it. But I know they've both been very, very vocal that they're super happy in the relationship. I think Seth said on that uh, recent documentary, it's like the best relationship he's ever been in. And so hopefully we have many years of happiness to this lucky couple who find themselves at the top of WWE's cards. So uh, best wishes to those two. Uh, The other big news, this has been out there now for a couple of days, but it's something we can talk a little bit more in depth about, is uh, the Wednesday Night Wars. So we've got AEW, WWE, NXT, set to go head-to-head. Justin, so when this news broke this week what were your initial reactions to the Wednesday night wars becoming official?
1: Um, I guess it's, you know, I I've been an off and on viewer of the weekly NXT for a while. So I'm, I was actually kind of bummed cause now it's almost a, a must watch just because you, you assume that the competition is going to bring up the best in, in both companies. Um, and I mean, especially, you know, for, Leading up to AEW's debut, you got to assume NXT is really going to bring it to try and, you know, really capture the eyeballs of everybody. Um, so, my main concern is that, you know, I have a, a lot of interests outside of wrestling, and I, I'm not about to watch, you know, nine hours of wrestling every week, every weekdays. Um, and honestly, that probably means either uh raw or Smackdown's gonna go um but man i you know i'm I think I'm mostly excited uh I'd say my main concern is just I hope Vince McMahon stays away from it
0: <laughs> I think that's a that's a concern a lot of people have. You made a lot of good points there, and a lot of that I wanted to touch on here uh the first thing that you said that uh I, I was definitely gonna bring up was the fact that you know. NXT is going to have to condition their audience a little different here because I think people are used to watching that. Like We often talk on the show how we binge watch it before a takeover and watch several weeks in a row. And you're right. It is going to be more must-see. And uh, I was a little surprised. I don't know about you. I was surprised that they decided to announce it. It's going to go up on the WWE Network On Demand still like the very next day because it, it would seem to me that that would take away some of the incentive to watch it on Wednesday night. And you know that... Vince McMahon and company, they want to beat AEW in the ratings. Um, now, there are, they are on a big network. You know, The original rumor is FS1. They're on USA. That's, that's in a lot more homes. But that audience, that NXT audience, which is a fraction of the WWE audience, they're not used to watching it live. It's never been a show that you had to watch live. Uh, so I do think that is a little bit of a hurdle for them. Uh, it is... The fact that they're going on September 18th, two weeks before AEW starts, it gives them a little bit of time to try to change their viewers' uh, viewing habits. But uh, it, it's, it's going to be a whole different ballgame for NXT. Of course, the two-hour show, a uh, live show each and every week, it's, it's going to be a lot different. I expect to have... Uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, the, the wild card rule may be affecting NXT now. You're probably going to see some main roster people going back and forth. I uh, was texting our buddy Derek Chappell about that earlier this week. I think that's pretty much a, a guarantee that that's going to happen. Uh, how, how would you feel, Justin, about seeing main roster people on NXT?
1: If it was a permanent move, I'd be, you know, like with what they've done with Tyler Breeze, I'd be fine with it, but I I would definitely prefer not to see the in and out of guys just jumping all over the different brands. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think it just, I think it just takes away from some of the, uh, how NXT kind of feels special. It feels different than, you know, the main roster shows. Uh, And I think that could just change that. And, and, you know, along those same lines, another big concern of mine is, how this could affect you know my favorite thing in wrestling right now and that's the nxt takeover shows you know if we're getting two hours of uh nxt every week you know especially someone like me who you know doesn't watch it regularly uh, you know those takeovers are just incredible and uh they might not feel as special anymore
0: yeah no for sure yeah i think i think the reason that it's uh pretty much guaranteed they're going to do this is because it's a way for them to make the uh, AEW product look a little more minor league if they can bring some big stars in from the main roster and and pump that to get people to tune in I think it it, the perception is it'll maybe be a bigger show than AEW uh I was yeah go ahead
1: well but I heard that they're still going to be doing this at full yeah
0: yeah that was my next point that's exactly what I was going to say I was surprised by that were you
1: well, yeah, if they, you know, if they're doing this to make AEW look smaller, they, you know, they're gonna look like freaking TNA.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be in a place that seats like eight or nine hundred people. You know, it's a studio. It's a super nice studio, like a soundstage. Um, they've got that agreement with Full Sail University, but man, if they really want to top the look of AEW, it's not like it's just not gonna happen with that setting because it's so small. I mean, look at the first week and uh, October second. Uh, AW is going to be in DC where the Wizards play. <laughs> this is a huge arena. They're going to have 15, 14, 15,000 people there. That's going to be quite the contrast to what NXT is presenting. So no matter how many uh, main roster big stars invade and their slick production and the, you know, they, they have a great production team, no doubt about it. But like you're still going to have that visual of this very small sound stage. I feel like NXT is going to have to start going on the road for these shows.
1: You know, the other thing I wanted to point out, like something that NXT has going for it as far as, you know, competing with AEW is that you mentioned how NXT has a fraction of, you know, the main roster audience. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have that and then you also have kind of what, you know, fans of AEW like, which is a little bit harder hitting indie style of in-ring action that uh, NXT throws out there regularly. So, I mean, they kind of have the best of both worlds, which, you know, could help them out a lot.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting point because one of the things, and I put this out on Twitter that day that makes it so interesting is it is, there's such an overlap between the people that would watch NXT and AEW that for WWE, they're looking to draw eyeballs away from AEW. This is the show. And I almost wonder, I, this is going to sound really crazy when I say it, and I hope I don't lose my credibility by saying this, but like, Would AEW have an easier time drawing a big rating opposite Raw than NXT? Like, If you think of the two shows, which do you think is going to draw a higher percentage of people away from AEW? Am I completely crazy for thinking that, Justin? Call me out on it if you think that's crazy. I I think that's at least a little crazy. (laughs) Okay, because my thinking here is that there's a it seems like a big portion of the AEW crowd is people that just hate WWE. Like they want nothing. It seems like it's a completely different segment of the audience. Now, what we saw when WWE and WCW were going head to head, and we've seen this in the numbers since because a lot of the people that used to watch WCW no longer watch wrestling at all cuz they they just were not interested in WWE. It wasn't a situation, now some of us were channel flipping for sure and a lot of people did that. But it it wasn't exclusively a situation where you had like wrestling fans that were going to go back and forth and they wanted to be into both shows. There were uh, thousands and thousands of people that were only into WCW and some that were only into WWE. And a lot of those people left when WCW closed shop. And I feel like with AEW and at least the main roster, it seems to me like... From what I read and what I see, it seems like the majority of these AEW fans are people that have been turned off by the WWE product that want something new for a long time, but on the flip side, they do like NXT, right? That's the one WWE brand that they watch. These are the people that are clamoring for NXT to be like the main roster to be more like NXT or even have said for years, uh, like my friend Tim. Who you know, Justin? He said for a mm-hmm. long time that NXT should go on USA Network, and we've talked about, and we'll get into this in a minute. Vince McMahon, what kind of influence he would have, and if the product would change and stuff. But there's an awful lot of Tim's one of those people. He's not interested in the main roster, Raw, and SmackDown, but he loves NXT. He's super pumped about AEW. I think there's thousands and thousands of people out there. So I'm just curious if there was a way, you know, we could actually like chart this out. It would seem to me like of the AEW audience, the majority of them probably have interest in NXT, but I'm not sure how much have interest in Raw and SmackDown. So that was kind of like the idea behind my thesis here is like if you put AEW opposite Raw, I'm not sure like they would draw people away from Raw, but like that audience that is interested in AEW would still watch versus on Wednesday night. Some of those people are going to be a little torn like they might want to watch NXT. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that actually does. You don't sound near as crazy as you (laughs) did when you started.
0: I know it, like, on the surface, (laughs) it sounds crazy that, you know, like, you got millions of people watching Raw on Monday night. That would be, like, an insane night to run, run AEW, right? But, like, I don't know. When you break down the audience. It just, it just seems to me a lot of this AEW crowd's not into Raw, but they are into NXT. And if you're looking to draw people away from AEW, like I said, NXT is definitely the show that's going to do it. Now, if you're one of those people, though, I'd advise you to watch NXT on the replay and watch AEW live because you want AEW to exist long term. And so you should be giving them your viewership in, in that live spot for sure. Uh, how, how do you plan on watching this, Justin? Are you, are you going to watch NXT the next day? Are you going to channel flip? What do you think you're going to do?
1: Well, the problem is that I don't normally get to start my wrestling night until eight. So, like normally, I'm you know with Raw or SmackDown, I'm catching up via DVR. Um, hopefully, maybe I can let the wife, you know, at least get those first couple of weeks in full time. Uh, but I will, I will probably DVR them, but but flip during. You know, mm-hmm. DVR just in case I don't want to miss anything. But uh, boy, there was just nothing more exciting than you know. Going back and forth between raw and nitro, and uh, I, I hope they kind of, you know, bring that back to me a little bit. Oh yeah, make me feel like a teenager again. Absolutely, come on, wrestling,
0: yeah. And for the younger fans that didn't really experience that live, if if it comes into a situation like that again, and hopefully it will, and it gets really competitive and stuff, like it, it's going to be something to behold. <laughs> Justin and I will be reliving our teenage years. That is for sure. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, the, the other point before we, we switch gears here is is the Vince McMahon influence, you know, because NXT going on the USA Network, it's hard to imagine Vince McMahon is not going to have anything to do with it. And I've seen a lot of reports out there that, you know, Vince is going to remain hands-off. NXT is going to kind of remain like it is right now. There's also a report out tonight that... uh Vince is starting to transition away from wrestling. like He's starting to think it is time to step down and the timing is right. So who knows what is going to happen. But uh, I know know that's what all the NXT fans are nervous about, is the Vince McMahon influence. And and that kind of comes back to my idea again because NXT is seen as this product that is like away from Vince. Like Triple H is running and that's what people want the WWE to be and and that's the overlap with the AEW crowd versus the uh you know AEW crowd not being interested in Raw and SmackDown and that's the Vince McMahon show. You know, it's that that's where Vince has most of his influence. Um how wh- what is your theory, Justin? How much do you think Vince is going to have to do with this show? Do you think he's going to be completely hands off?
1: I uh, unless there's a big discrepancy in the ratings, you know, between A&W and, and NXT. I, I think he might really be hands-off. You know, I've kind of heard the same things you have where, uh, you know, I think Raw is his baby. You know, SmackDown's going to be much bigger now that it's going to be on Fox. And uh, he's got, you know, he's really invested in the XFL and all those trash team logos. <laughs>
0: I forgot to text you back about that, but <laughs> your uh your comparison of the logos was pretty funny. Do you want to share that with the audience?
1: Yeah we- they, they they look like the uh, generic Madden Creative Team logos.
0: <laughs> they are not that good. I I would agree. They're not not the greatest. Um, yeah. So so we shall see if Vince McMahon has influence here or not. I think some of it will probably depend on what kind of television ratings. The show does. Do you have any predictions, Justin? Who do you think is going to win Week One on October second?
1: Uh, uh, boy, you know, I just I, I want to say NXT just because you know it's it's got that WWE base, and frankly, I th- I think they're I think they're going to do some big things in the weeks leading up to it that will make that audience want to make sure to tune in and not miss that. Um, AEW still has, you know, they've got hardcore wrestling fans. that will definitely be into it, but they, they still have a whole other audience to build up.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this week's wrestling observer newsletter just came off the press earlier today. I'm browsing through this as we talk about it. Um, Meltzer reported that Vince will probably stay hands off unless the ratings go down. Just like I alluded to a little bit ago, if the ratings go down, Vince is going to feel like he needs to get involved. Uh, we know Vince is going to be, you know, kind of preoccupied with the XFL relaunch next year in February, so that will probably take up some of his time, um, but uh, we shall see. Meltzer also noted there are discussions about a possible move out of Full sale, which uh, that should be obvious. I mean, you would expect that like we were talking about. They're going to have to do that if they want to show that, at least in the looks department, rivals what AEW is presenting. I mean, even some of these smaller arenas, they're running in like Philadelphia and Boston. You know, they're they're not running uh, like, for example, where, where the Sixers play or, or where the Celtics play. They're running uh, college arenas there, like uh, seven, 8,000-seat arenas. But those are still way, way bigger than Full Sail Live. So I, I do think they're going to have to do that. I, I was kind of shocked they announced in that release that they were going to stay at full sale. But uh, we'll see how long it takes them to uh, make that change. Uh, another big story this week, Justin, was this announcement today, actually, on, on Thursday, that WWE is starting their own podcasting network. What do you think of this? What do you make of that?
1: I All I saw was the headline. I didn't really dig in um, and you know I don't really have any strong thoughts until I hear more of you know what the the shows are going to be and who's going to be on it I mean there's not I, I don't know what there's no intrigue on it for me right now yeah I, I, I have dude I have so many podcasts downloaded like I, I can't get through them all in a day <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the problem I mean there's so much out there and for independent podcast producers like ourselves this is a huge negative. Uh, because this kind of squeezes us out like it seems like podcasting used to be like very independent driven and uh, you were you know it was not easy but it was possible to rise up the ranks and you know go from someone nobody had ever heard of to a podcast with thousands and thousands of listeners and now when you've had like more and more wrestlers starting podcasts who automatically you know even if their podcast sucks people are gonna listen because name value now you got WWE getting involved and starting their own network. That's putting up kind of like a corporate wall up in podcast land. And like you said, there's only so many hours in the day. You got a lot of podcasts to listen to. I got a lot of podcasts to listen to. And if people start subscribing to the WWE stuff, for people like you and me, it's it's going to be harder and harder to break through and to get those downloads and to get the dedicated listeners. So, I mean, my I'm not going to lie. My first reaction was a little negative because... You're just going to start re- having random wrestlers start podcasts. They might not be any good, but they're going to do millions of downloads. I don't, I don't know how I really feel about that. So what did WWE say in this press release? They had, uh, let's see, WWE Advanced Media Executive Vice President uh, J.R. Donlin said, Storytelling is at WWE's core, and we are eager to add the audio genre to our portfolio partnering with Endeavor Audio, an expert in podcasting, which, by the way, they're the people that do the Bellas podcast. Uh, it will enable us, WWE, to provide our fans with unique content and reach new audiences across the platform. I'm not sure they're going to reach. Do you think they're going to reach new audiences, Justin? No. I mean, no. isn't this just going to be wrestling fans that tune Because,
1: Well, you know, here's the other thing. is It's, you know, it's going to be brought to you by WWE, so I mean, are we really going to get you know, anybody say any, anything interesting or that we we don't really know already?
0: You're not um, going to get any honest opinions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's corporate, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it is definitely, it makes it harder for people like us, guys. So, if you want to support the independent podcast and the people who have been doing this for three years, like ourselves, Spread the word. I mean, the easiest way, it's getting harder and harder. I'll tell you from looking at our stats, it's getting harder and harder to rank high, you know, on the Apple podcast algorithm and the Stitcher algorithm and search results and stuff. The easiest way and the best way for us to grow our audience, and we rely a lot on our dedicated listeners, is for you all to recommend us to one of your friends. You know, if everyone that listening to this podcast right now recommended us to one or two people, check these guys out it double our, our, our audience. And if they did it, it'd double it every week, that's, that's the best way for us to grow. And really it's starting to get to the point where that's really the only way we're going to grow our audience. It's getting very, very difficult. So I'll throw it out there guys, because we've seen something like this. Yeah, it, it, it is a little frustrating. So if you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to one of your wrestling fan uh, friends. Let them know about Top Rope Nation. Have them check it out. That's word of mouth. That's the best way we can uh, grow this grow this thing. So uh, another story I want to hit on Justin was WrestleMania. We mentioned a little bit ago that our buddy Kyle is down in New Orleans. Very very jealous. I'm sure he's having a good time right now, drinking some hurricanes. What what was that bar we went to down there? Pat O'Brien's. Pat O'Brien's. Yes, great place near Bourbon Street. And uh, maybe it was even on Bourbon Street, I don't remember. But in the general area. And uh, I was a little disappointed, Justin, when I saw this report about upcoming WrestleMania locations. And WWE did a survey. And New Orleans, Louisiana was not on that list. Did you see this? Yeah. (laughs) Very sad. I think if Justin and I, and probably Kyle, not to put words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure he agrees, if we could have our way... New Orleans would be hosting this thing almost every year. What a great location that was for WrestleMania when we traveled down there. But the rumor is that next year, according to the Los Angeles Times, uh, the new football stadium in Inglewood, just outside of Los Angeles, is the leading candidate to land WrestleMania 37. That would be in 2021. We know 36 coming up this next year is in Tampa. Um, And that another finalist is Las Vegas, who are building the new stadium for the Raiders. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But the other cities that were listed as uh, potential WrestleMania hosts in the future were London, Chicago, Jacksonville, Florida, AEW's own backyard, uh, Santa Clara, California, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Philadelphia, Toronto, Miami, orlando and again tampa which of course they're they're just going to tampa so looking at a return already rather than new orleans uh justin how would you feel about some of those seeds any of those spark your interest for a possible trip
1: well obviously uh chicago is nice and close to our home um mm-hmm. i'd be curious as to where they would hold that I mean, i'd assume soldier field
0: yeah that's so risky like it could be so cold in early april in chicago
1: yeah, but uh, I think the no-brainer one is Las Vegas. I mean, that's a you know a destination city which they really look for, and uh, you know, great weather. I'm assuming that time of year it's not you know uh, blood boiling hot. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be a fun one. I, I'd be open to that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, usually pretty cheap to travel there too.
1: Well, how about you? Which which ones stand out for you?
0: <sighs> um... I, I had the same reaction. Like, Chicago would be awesome. It's one of the best wrestling crowds in the country, but I don't know how they can do that unless they move back inside, which I don't see them doing. I, I've always thought they should do a SummerSlam in Chicago at Soldier Field or Wrigley or somewhere like that. I think baseball stadium would probably be pretty tough because of, uh, uh, you know, baseball all the time and they need like all week to set up that venue and stuff. I think there was a report they were considering uh, Fenway Park for SummerSlam. Going to Boston, um, but uh, they decided against that because of the Red Sox schedule. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they can do Chicago for mania. Unfortunately, it'd be awesome, but uh, man, that's risky with the cold weather. I think you know they've done New York, but Chicago it seems to me Chicago is a little colder during that time of the year. A lot of times in the Midwest, we still have snow on the ground at that point. Actually, oftentimes it seems like lately. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Vegas would be pretty good. Um, I've never been to, to Toronto and when they when they unveiled that SummerSlam was going there this past year I almost thought about going just because I've always heard great things about Toronto I've never have you ever been to Toronto
1: I have not no but, but the other thing about that is once again you're going to a smaller uh, arena aren't you I mean they're all about the big stadiums they don't, they don't have a big one there do they
0: Uh, well, the what is it called now it used to be the Skydome Oh, crap, yep, duh, never yeah. mind. Rogers Center. I think it's yeah. Rogers Center, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, Toronto could be pretty cool, I think. Um, I'm not really interested in them going back to Santa Clara. I mean, the Bay is a cool area. That stadium's super plain. I didn't think 31 there was anything special. I mean, the event was good, but, like, the look of the stadium, I'm, eh, not big on well, going back there. Everything's you know, so expensive there, too.
1: Okay, well, the thing with that, that stadium, was it the stadium, or is it just because... Ninety percent of the show was in like blinding daylight.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because (laughs) that is true too.
1: That the main event when that was all lit up, that actually looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I you know, I think and that, you know, that's where my reservations would come in about any like California, WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. like in LA or wherever. It's just so damn bright.
0: Yeah. LA, you know, getting around LA is is a is an issue. <laughs> Everyone knows about Los Angeles traffic. Um, I am oh, thinking about going to Tampa this year. I don't know that I would go to LA next year, though.
1: Uh, I guess one other one I'd have to throw out there, depending on where it is. Uh, my favorite uh, soccer team, Tottenham, have a, a beautiful, brand new stadium. So uh, that'd be pretty cool if they went over there. Plus, you know, you'd get WrestleMania probably start time around two you know, central standard time Mm Mars, that'd be pretty sweet actually.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I think Vegas is definitely one that I would do if they went there. Uh, Vegas is fairly easy to get around. Like I said, it's a, it's a pretty cheap flight usually to go to Las Vegas. I'm sure they would ramp it up a little bit for, for mania and everything, but there's, there's so many flights going into Las Vegas. There's gonna be competition to hopefully keep the, the flight prices down a little bit, but, um, yeah. I think I'd, I'd go there for sure so i don't know we'll see but I, i'm i'm still stunned and i'm always stunned it was it was in the lists of cities for a, the last couple of years it's not on this survey list it doesn't mean that they're not considering it but i'm still really surprised that this they haven't had a mania up at that new stadium in minneapolis yet that, that's a really easy drive for us and i know it's a cold weather city but you know so is chicago they have a major airport there it's a cool city. The the uh, new stadium, U.S. Bank, that's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful venue. It looks cool on TV. I, I don't know. You got the AWA history there that they could bring in for the Hall of Fame. It They had a Super Bowl there. They had the Final Four there. That's like usually the kind of pedigree that WWE likes. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they're going to run Los Angeles, probably, is because the Super Bowl is going to be there, and uh I know the WWE is pushing to have it after the super bowl. I think which should be 2022 because they want to break their attendance number. Uh, but the city Los Angeles wants to do it in 2021, uh, to work out the kinks before the super bowl. But, uh, it just seems to me like us bank in Minneapolis has everything they're looking for. And it's, it's shocking to me. They haven't run it there. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I think it all just comes down to, it's not really a destination place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Minneapolis. Uh, I think the inside uh, of that stadium is uh, gorgeous. I, I think the outside is kind of an eyesore, but uh, I it saw. It looks like
0: a large boat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw Guns N' Roses there. It was freaking amazing. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, it, it's a cool looking place. I mean, some of these other cities, though, they're not necessarily destination cities, though, either. I, I know that is the argument. I've heard that too. But I mean, Jacksonville, even Tampa, like they're not really. They're warm weather cities, but yeah. they're not like destination. So I, I don't know. It, Chicago is definitely more of a destination city for a cold weather than Minneapolis. So I get that. But geez, the the feasibility of doing a Romania in Chicago outdoors, just I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I think it'd be miserable. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'd have good luck and it'd be a unseasonably warm early April. So, Okay. So we can transition here to TV this week a little bit. And uh, mostly, I think what I wanted to talk about, I don't know about you, Justin, but uh, was SmackDown. And uh, we can start off with the Daniel Bryan reveal at the end of the show. And Daniel Bryan was all over the show this week. Uh, what did you think about that closing segment? Um,
1: So I'm of two minds of it. One, I think... I think it was disappointing. From my social media, I would say that that's kind of the thoughts of many fans was that it was a letdown. Um, But I I think the mistake uh, they made was drawing that out for a week. I think if they had just made one show about that, uh, I think it would have worked a little bit better. But building up that anticipation for an entire week, I think just made everybody a little bit more disappointed. Um, and two, I think it's our fault as fans to expect any wrestling company to have a good reveal. Cause I mean, I would say what 75% of them fall flat on their face, you yeah. know, like the, you, you know, I, I, I've been out actually all day trying to think of some good reveals and all I could come up with was Hogan in the NWO and, uh, I guess maybe Jericho's debut, but I mean, everybody knew that the only way that would have been disappointing was if it wasn't Jericho.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did, what did you think of Roman's reaction to it?
1: Weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just kind of played out where he's like, he's kind of looks confused. Didn't really say anything. Just kind of shook his head. I'm thinking like, come on, dude, did you really think this is the guy that did it? Shouldn't he just call it BS right away?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean he he was more than willing to just beat the crap out of Buddy Murphy to get answers out of him, but now he's all confused. I don't know. It was just yeah, the entire thing was just
0: it was and maybe that's the real problem. It was just poorly executed. Yeah. I wonder how many times they had to film that. <laughs> With Brian just, you know, completely stone-faced as he he looks back and forth between the guy and and roman did you see all the stuff out there a lot of people thought it was luke harper right away that he had had his hair redone and he the guy kind of looks like him a little bit
1: yeah i guess no i hadn't seen that
0: yeah there was like all these all these people on twitter like instantly like was that luke harper like no it was not luke harper but i could kind of see the resemblance a little bit you know if he had different hair and the red beard and stuff but yeah. I thought it was pretty lame <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, yeah, especially after the build and everything. It was it was kind of a letdown, but um what wasn't a letdown was that Buddy Murphy match with Daniel Bryan earlier in the show. Did you catch that?
1: Oh yeah, probably the closest we'll ever get to uh, uh Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. That was I freaking loved it. I, lo- I I'm j- I've been a huge Buddy Murphy fan for a while now though. I mean, he is so talented. I'm glad he's uh kind of getting some exposure.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh <laughs> it was awesome. I I loved it. I thought I don't know what you thought. I thought the uh Brian versus the Brian versus Murphy match wasn't quite as good as the one against Reigns the the week before, but it was freaking awesome still. I actually kind of like the Reigns match a little better, which one did you prefer?
1: Oh boy, they're pretty even for me. I, you know, I'd probably just go the Daniel Bryan match because he got the win.
0: True. Yeah, it was. It kind of felt going in. I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but it kind of felt like, uh, Buddy had to get the win, right? Because the the Roman match he didn't win, but it was one of those things that could like kind of put him on the map. You know, he went toe to toe. Um, and we, me and Kyle talked about this last week, but it's kind of like uh, the Brett one two three Kid match on Raw back in I think it was '94 where uh, Kid didn't win, but he went toe to toe with Brett. You know, um, yeah. This is more like Kid versus Razor. You know, Kid beat Razor. Here he beats, he beats Brian. So it was cool to see Brian put him over clean. Uh, I love that they worked in. You know that you know, Murphy was a little bit hurt throughout the match, and and Brian did some great submission holds. But Murphy hung on, wouldn't submit. He gets the big win. So I hope they have. Big plans because it sure seems like they do, and I hope they stick with it because otherwise I don't know why they would they're not, they're not gonna put him over Daniel Bryan unless they have plans for him. So I guess the better way of saying it is I hope they stick with this push because I do think that this is a guy that uh man, sky's the limit. He is awesome. And we we've touted him for a long time on the show when he was cruiserweight champion, but uh very impressed. What do you think about the future for Buddy Murphy?
1: Uh, he's got a very high ceiling, that's for sure. Yeah. Just gotta see what he can do on the mic.
0: Yeah. It's kind of it's crazy when you see him in the ring though. Like he's not a small dude. So when you think this is the guy that was like the cruiserweight champion for a long time <laughs> you know, like he's noticeably bigger than Brian in the ring. And he wasn't that much smaller than Roman, who's big. I mean, like, he's this is a guy that can be world champion. So the fact that he was on two oh five live for so long, it's like no, he's not he doesn't he doesn't fit the uh, stereotypical cruiserweight build, you know. He's a pretty big guy. So
1: Yeah, we should have a, a real barn burner of a match. Uh I I assume they're gonna continue the King of the Ring uh next week and boy, he's got a match against Ali that should be fantastic.
0: Yes, yes indeed. That's another thing we should talk about is the finish to the uh Kevin Owens Elias match. Shocking were you shocked
1: um no i mean i don't know they boy they've really done kevin owens dirty these this last couple weeks like with the whole finding and him kind of coming
0: back and just basically apologizing yeah what was with that that backstage segment this week with shane (laughs) yeah i just it seems like
1: everything they you know Obviously, he he was kind of playing the Stone Cold role while Shane McMahon was playing the Vince. And uh, boy, that sure shit was something Stone Cold would never do.
0: <laughs> I thought that too. I mean, that's if that's the blueprint here for Kevin Owens, my God. <laughs> this is not... Uh, yeah, they're not following the blueprint very well because, uh, yeah, I, I was shocked by that too. I felt like they have kind of got him looking weak. Um, and... I thought Owens would probably go pretty far in the tournament. I'm not sure that this was the wisest course of action to I mean I know it was a screwy finish with Shane and everything and the fast count, but still like at some point don't you want this guy if he if you think he's gonna be one of your top baby faces don't you want him like overcome shit like that
1: yeah know. exactly but I don't hey the silver lining is that hopefully it means maybe Kevin Owens will interfere in the next round and either Ali and Buddy Murphy will get to the uh, semifinals of the tournament.
0: So yeah, Buddy Murphy stock definitely rising. And uh, for me, one of the most exciting things we've seen on TV in recent weeks. So Justin, as we've said now several times, Kyle is not with us tonight but I did not want to disappoint our listeners. And so I have researched and I do have Kyle Ross, I love this sport, Deep Dive of the Week, brought to you this week by Ryan Drost, and so <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to check out, it's on YouTube, uh, Justin mentioned a little bit ago uh, Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega, how we'd love to see them th- those two guys wrestle in this era now that each of them have become you know major stars. They're the face of two of the biggest promotions in the world now, um, but early in their career, Yes, they did have some interactions in the ring with PWG and uh, Ring of Honor, which is the deep dive of the week I want to refer you guys to. And this also involves another top star in the wrestling world these days. So if you look up Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega Ring of Honor on YouTube, you will find a triple threat match that pits Brian Danielson against Kenny Omega against Tyler Black. Who, uh, Justin Joint, did you know Tyler Black
1: is the guy? I, I, I believe that is Seth Rollins? From,
0: <laughs> That's an old Iowa. story, guys. If you, I don't know if you, if you remember the podcast. If you're new, you don't know what we're talking about. But uh, yes, Justin once had a fan in Iowa explain to him as he was wearing a Seth Rollins t-shirt that, in fact, Tyler Black was Seth Rollins. And uh, this is Tyler Black in this match, Seth Rollins today. So Black versus Danielson versus Kenny Omega. It's uh, from Ring of Honor. It is November of 2008. So yeah, this is this is on Ring of Honor Wrestling's official YouTube page. So no pirating here whatsoever. Check out the ROH official YouTube page. You'll find Throwback Thursday: Omega versus Danielson versus Black. It's from no- November of 2008. Really good match. That's our deep dive of the week. If you've never seen it, it's three of the top wrestling stars in the world from 2019. Working a triple threat in a small venue for Ring of Honor 11 years ago. If you've never seen it, definitely worth checking out. Justin, I know when I'm mixing this broadcast tonight, you're probably going to be watching this one yourself. Damn skippy. (laughs) All right. So, uh that's all i got for you this week I don't, I don't think we've pretty much went through the whole agenda uh to be honest there was a chance we weren't going to put out anything this week because uh, we've all been really busy with our our real life jobs kyle's been uh traveling like we said and uh it's a little harder to put a show together this week but i wanted to put something out we haven't missed a week in a very long time we've still been dealing with the sid vicious interview confusion but uh we got something together for you here, guys, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll continue to tune in each and every week, and I hope you check out the Patreon page because we're just, like I said, a few days away from auction off that Randy Savage figure. You can find all the details at patreon.com slash Rope nation. I want to thank all the producers of the show who donate to us on Patreon and help us grow this broadcast each and every week. So thanks to Derek and Kyle and Tim, Forrest, Sean, Gabe, Carlo, Brian, and Liam. Greatly appreciate your support. Best of luck in the raffle this weekend for the WWE Elite figure. And uh, Justin, any parting words?
1: Uh, Seth, Becky, invite me to your wedding.
0: (laughs) Maybe you could be the best man, huh?
1: Hey, maybe it'll be in Davenport. and We can go crash it.
0: Hell yeah! I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I might consider. (laughs) Make we could do a live podcast. There we go. Make make for a hell of a broadcast, Justin. (laughs) Maybe we could even convince Kyle to make his return to the great state of Iowa. Oh yeah. (laughs) Who knows? All right. So uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Episode one thirteen, previewing AEW All Out, which comes to us next weekend from Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Catch you guys then. And Kyle, we miss you, buddy. See you next week.